Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical Twins. Twins. Thank you for being here. <laughs> All right, I am super excited about this episode, Cal. I mean, this is another unique episode. We can't say it's a first. No, it's not a first. Because we've done this before. No, but we really have some hymn lovers out there mm-hmm. who are just wanting to hear more about mm-hmm. some obscure hymns. Right. Now, last episode was Lead Kindly Light. And neither of us had ever heard of it before. Nope. And super glad to hear about it and learn about it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Sneha and her cards. Right. Now, I still think that they're a great Mother's Day present, although it might be too late for you to get it now. Right. But Sneha has 31 of her hymn cards Mm -hmm. available for sale with a little stand to display it. Right. And each one is one of our episodes, 31 out of 78. Right. And of course, she didn't do this one because this one wasn't even on the roster. Right. We're going to have to say that every episode now. It's not this one. It's not 79. (laughs) It's not 80. Yeah, but we're super happy. Um... To, to offer this to you all, mm-hmm. it's just a way daily to kind of look at a hymn and have a little moment. It doesn't have to be, you know, a 10 minute thing, but just to have a little moment where you reflect on the words, right. reflect on her artwork, maybe say a prayer. I mm-hmm. think it would be really sweet. Right. And I think that if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, you would listen to it that yeah. episode, you yeah. know, and it would just make you appreciate the hymn even more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, we still have our Jesus Loves Me merchandise. Yes. And our Hymn Talk Twin Talk merchandise. I feel like if they were in front of me, I'd be like, okay, raise your hand if you've been to our website. <laughs> I mean, it's HymnTalkTwinTalk.com. <laughs> I mean, it's not like this super fancy website. You know, we're working on things, but it is a way for you to fill out a form and let us know it's that- It's a start, Carrie. It's a start. It's and a start. obviously, people are out there because they're the ones- requesting hymns that we've never heard of. Okay. I mean, you know that it's not us requesting the right, hymns. Right, right, So this episode is all because of Matt from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he actually has put in two requests for hymns. Okay. So I had to say to him, look, we're ready to do your request. Do you want to hear the one you submitted first or, right. or I'll Which do the one? second one? Yeah. And he said that it really didn't matter. So I was like, well, in my mind, I, I have to know that it's your first one. So right. this was the first one he ever submitted. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it at all. Right. And we, sorry, Matt, but we weren't really in a super rush to do it. So it's been a while, right? It's been a while. I mean, he's been very, very patient. Yes. But he just said that he was thinking about this hymn and he says he's known it his whole life, but it really like made an impact on him when he was on a short term missions trip to Japan. And he said when he was there, it was like he's all the way in Japan. Mm-hmm. His family's in England. And of course, you know, other people are in America like us. Like us. But he, it just really impressed on him that like while he was in Japan praying or worshiping, like on the other side of the world, people would be doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Like it just became this kind of worldwide thing. Or like we were sleeping. And he said that too. <laughs> like, or we were sleeping. So at no point was there ever a time where people weren't singing and praying and worshiping right, right. because even if you're asleep someone on someone the other else. side of the world is doing it is mm. worshiping so he says it's not the m- most well-known hymn but he thinks older churchgoers will recognize it i mean older than us so we're pretty old <laughs> we don't know it and i also um, don't think our parents know it yeah he says in england it's in most protestant and catholic hymnals okay Okay, so let's tell everybody what it is. All right. I have messed up the title of this all week. I know. Okay, you ready? Let's just do it without even looking at it. What's the title of this? I have to look at it. Ready? The The day day that has ended, the Lord has ended. (laughs) Wait, okay, do it again. The The day day that has ended, the Lord has ended. (laughs) Stop it. Okay, tell everyone the title. Just look at the paper, please. It's. The day thou gavest, Lord, has ended. The day thou gavest, Lord, has ended. (laughs) I'm not even sure that deserves applause. The day thou gavest, Lord, has ended. So this is just literally the first words of the hymn. Yeah. So 
already you can see that there's that kind of King James language. Yes. You know, it's thou and it's gavest. But actually in more contemporary hymnals, we've seen that they say the day you gavest, but it still is gavest. No, I saw, actually saw it, the day you gave us. Gave us. Lord is ended. Okay. Okay, so this is brand new to us. Right. And we actually wanted to start off with a performance. We yeah. don't always do this, but we were really excited that a musician that we've already come into contact with, that mm -hmm. we've already worked with on a different episode, mm -hmm. um, had a recording of it. Now, mm -hmm. this is Chris Brunel. We shared his music on episode 65. It was Here I Am, Lord. It was an awesome episode. Yeah, if you haven't listened to oh, it. Such a good one. Mm -hmm. But Chris has a, an online ministry mm -hmm. where he is singing the hymns mm -hmm. very, you know, traditionally, just him and his guitar. Mm -hmm. And he says he just wants to help people learn the hymns. So if you're going to church and they sing a hymn that you don't know, you could actually go to his YouTube channel. Maybe he has a recording of it and you could learn to sing it by, by listening to him. And then you're more confident when you go to church. Right. He That's really what he wants to do. He wants to teach people so that they can worship with confidence and without, you know, kind of worrying about the notes. Right. So he has a recording of this hymn. He has changed it a little bit. He's modernized the words. Mm -hmm. He calls it the day you gave us Lord is ended. Mm. So we're going to attach, you know, Chris's information in our show notes. So you'll be able to go to his website. You'll be able to go to his YouTube channel. He even has a Patreon account. We would love to support his ministry. Mm -hmm. Let's hear his performance of the hymn mm -hmm. with the modern words, mm -hmm. the day you gave us Lord is ended. darkness falls at your behest to you are morning hymns ascended your praise shall sanctify our rest we thank you that your church unsleeping while earth rolls onward into light through all the world its watch is keeping and never rests by day or night across each continent and island as dawn leads on another day the voice of prayer is never silent nor do the praises die Away. So I love hearing him do that. I think he does it in such a way that it doesn't sound like an old, old hymn. I know. Sounds, I know. I love that. It almost has like a folk quality mm. to it. I mean, I think that's just because it's the guitar. True. If true. you did this on an organ, a sweet, you know, organ with yep. we're gonna hear organ stops. Yeah. It sounds it would sound really beautiful too. Yeah. And if you change the the language, so you're right. saying you instead of thou. Right. Um, but I, I really feel like I like both versions and I think that it's a real testament to the song, to the melody, that it could be done both ways. Uh, yeah. And still sound acceptable. Because it's not like you're listening to, to it going, oh, I wish it was this. It's right. fine. We it's hear fine. hymns like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, this should not be on pipe organ. Right. Or, you know, the opposite. Or this should it. not be on a guitar. So this is a very traditional hymn. We call it strophic. Mm -hmm. So strophic just means that every verse has the same melody, has the same music. Right. There's no refrain. It has its four stanzas and that's it. Right. I mean, so basically it's kind of simple. It's very simple and it's just how hymns were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do feel like there's a verse for hymnspiration. Ooh. I mean, I think it's 
kind of a no brainer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's, it's talking about the end of the beginning of day, the, the end, end of, of day. day. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to just look in the Psalms. What does the Bible <laughs> say? Okay. This is Psalm 113 verse three from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord's name is, is to, to be praised. praised. That's it. All day. From the rising of the sun to the setting. So this is so cool because it kind of reminds me of like what Matt was saying, mm-hmm. right? He would say- I know. From, <laughs> from the rising of the sun to the setting, but he would say all over the world, it's constant. It's constant. It's constant because yeah. where one sun is setting, the other one is rising. Right. Yeah. So there's a little hymn confusion here. Okay. Now, of course- I always love when we get into subgenres. Of course, the genre is a hymn. But then a subgenre, it, it can be an evening hymn or a missionary hymn. Ooh, oh, I definitely can see why it's an evening hymn, but why is it a missionary hymn? Well, where we're going to talk about the man who wrote it, he actually wrote it for a missionary festival. Uh. Yeah. And it was supposed to be the missionaries who are all around the world mm-hmm. praising God and praying at any time during the day or night. Right. So the... Writer had the same idea that Matt had, but he. So I think he intended it for it to be a missionary hymn, but over time, mm-hmm. it definitely is like mm-hmm. an evening hymn. Yeah. Now evening hymns are something like that's a genre of music. Now in the church, you would have an evening service, right? They would call it even song. Yeah, and there are many, many evening hymns. Can mm-hmm. you think of any? I mean, the only one that I can kind of think that we know in our church is Abide With Me. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I mean, I love that that hymn. It's so pretty. And I, I've said we need to put it on the podcast. We do. Yeah. We do. Well, there's so many. Uh, I just looked up a bunch. I mean, day is dying in the West. The day is past and gone. Thus far, the Lord has led me on. Now the day is over. Now the day is over, I feel like mm. I, we have in our hymnal. Um, so who who still has evening services that they would have even song? Well, uh, so there's a couple of things. Like choral even song is like a treasure mm-hmm. of the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. This tradition of choral even song is a service that is sung. It combines music with readings from Scripture. It combines prayers, mm-hmm. and the Roman Catholic Church does it as well. Um, it's really traditionally held. Every day as the sun goes down. Wow. Every day. Now, most of the service is sung by the choir on behalf of everyone, but the congregation is invited to join in. Nice. Um, there are like communal hymns uh, that they can do, but they don't have to do it. You right. know, it depends on the church. It depends on the tradition. Um, the, the service is actually based on a pattern that's laid out by the Book of Common Prayer in mm-hmm. the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. And there's choral music, readings, and prayers. Now, they say that the modern Evensong church tradition can be traced back to medieval churches of the Roman church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in 1549, they were consolidated for the first time in the first book of common prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I thought this was kind of cool. In Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. At the Washington National Cathedral. Which is beautiful. They have a weekday choral evensong, Monday to Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mm. Now, the Sunday choral evensong is at 4 p.m. and it's live streamed. So we could actually... Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked online at the live stream from April 16th. So, of course, it's the week after Easter. There's a ton of Alleluia, Mm. Alleluia, just proclaiming who Jesus is. You know, there's the Lord's Prayer. There's a choral anthem. um, There's a time of responsive singing. There's a bunch of organ music. I mean, it's really cool. I would like to, A, attend that. Yeah. But also, I mean, we could just watch it on we Sunday. We could just watch it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I would love to go to Washington National Cathedral yes. for a Sunday night even yes. song service. All right. So let's try one of these evening hymns. So we'll share an even song. Sure. There's a bunch. There's I mean, a bunch. We did a search and we there's a whole bunch. But we are choosing one that two hashtag hymn legends mm-hmm. have collaborated on. Oh, this is like a dynamic duo. Yes. And we listened to them and studied them way back when we did <laughs> Joy, Joy to, to the, the world. world. Okay. So this is Isaac Watts and Lowell Mason. The name of the hymn is Thus Far the Lord Hath Led Me On. Mm-hmm. Kelly, let's do verse three. Okay. I feel like verse three just is a little bit more, you know, evening is sleeping, sleeping. All right. All right. I lay my body 
down to sleep. Peace is the pillow for my head. While well appointed, angels keep their watchful stations round my bed. Oh, well appointed angels. Peace is the pillow for my head. Well, yeah, that's a prayer every night right. that you just can go to sleep and feel that peace. I mean, honestly, that one verse does remind me of that children's prayer. prayer. Now I lay me yeah. down to sleep. Yeah. I pray the Lord my soul, soul to, to keep. keep. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure um, Isaac Watts was inspired. <laughs> I'm sure that, that was his inspiration. <laughs> All right, let's do verse four, Kelly, because <laughs> it takes a turn. Okay, verse it's, four. Yeah, I mean, peace on your pillow. Mm-hmm. Just Angels watching. Yeah, okay. let's see what happens in verse four. <laughs> Thus, when the night of death shall come, my flesh shall rest beneath the ground, and await thy voice to break my tomb with sweet salvation in the sound. I mean, it ends up being sweet. There's salvation, sweet salvation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do we really want to sing about our flesh being beneath the ground? I know. And even like at a funeral, I'm not sure I would want this. Yeah. It's just, it's just too real. Thus far, the Lord hath led me on. All right. So let's just look at the easy even songs okay. because we knew one abide with me. Mm-hmm. We're studying one today, the day that is thou. ended that the Lord gave us. She can't ever get the title right. <laughs> the day thou gavest, Lord has ended. And then this one, thus far the Lord hath led me on. Right. And so I feel like we can come up with some like characteristics of an even song. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music I think is sweet, mm-hmm. slow. You're not going to have like this rousing, you know, melody with rhythmic accompaniment, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the melody is sweet. The melody is slow. Maybe the melody is soft. Mm-hmm. It literally talks about sleeping. It's not figuratively at all. And I wonder if the fourth verse typically does talk about heaven. I mean, a lot of hymns do that anyways. anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Right. But it's not just about heaven. It's about Death, Death, which leads to heaven. Right. So even song today is observed daily at many cathedrals. Of course, we just heard about Washington, Mm D.C., but I read that it's really the Church of England, the Church in Wales, the Scottish Episcopal Church, the Church of Ireland. I mean, I really like to ask Matt if he goes to an even song service on a, you know, with any kind of regularity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, Episcopal churches in the United States will do, will observe the tradition too. Mm -hmm. And even for someone like us who, you know, obviously we love worship, we love hymns, but we also really love choral music. Right. And choral music is such a big part of the tradition. I feel like I want to attend an even song service. Yeah. So, I mean, we just gave you that example by Isaac Watts and Lowell Mason. Mm-hmm. We heard Chris Brunel sing right. it. He did not sing all of the verses. Right. So why don't we read through all all the words. Okay. And Kelly, as a treat, let's hear some organ music. Okay. So this is Richard Irwin. He has a ministry. He's from England. It's called Hymns Without Words. And he actually has, I don't even know, like hundreds Mm -hmm. of recordings of organ music for hymns. And it's really meant to be for a church who would like organ accompaniment and the church does not have an organist. So he can... You know, you can download his music and sing with it. He's such a cool guy. He has so many songs and he just wants to help the church. He wants to help the church around the world Mm -hmm. that needs organ music. So we have him playing it and let's read the words. The day thou gavest, Lord, is ended. The darkness falls at thy behest. To thee our morning hymns ascended, thy praise shall hallow now our rest. We thank thee that thy church unsleeping, while earth rolls onward into light, through all the world her watch is keeping, and rests not now by day or night. As o'er each continent and island, the dawn leads on another day, the voice of prayer is never silent, nor dies the strain of praise away. The sun that bids us rest is waking, our brethren neath the western sky. 
and hour by hour fresh lips are making thy wondrous doings heard on high. So be it, Lord, thy throne shall never, like earth's proud empires, pass away, but stand and rule and grow forever till all thy creatures own thy sway. I mean, that's a lot of words. But it makes perfect sense. I know. It makes perfect sense. And I really love the thought of everyone praising in mm-hmm. different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, while when one goes to sleep, one is waking. Right. Um, it actually reminds me of that song. I think it's Michael W. Smith, like a Christian contemporary song, yeah. A New Hallelujah. Okay. Um, because it talks about the different parts of the world where Christians are gathering to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they've gathered underground is one of the verses. And... You know, it even says Africa sings a new song. Every son, every daughter, from Africa to Australia, from Brazil to China, from New York down to Houston. You know, it's this it's this praise song that's saying that it's that praise is happening all over the world. So this is just a contemporary way of saying it. I and also it has a cool drum beat. So I would never say that it was an evening song. But I love that thought that praise is happening, you know, twenty four seven all across the world. All right. So when I looked at the words, Cal, and I studied them, I felt like every verse is teaching us something. Mm. So there's like a lesson with each verse. And with each verse, there's, you know, Bible verses to back it up. Nice. So let's go through it. Okay. So in verse one, you know, of course, this is the one you've heard by Chris Brunel. We just mm-hmm. said it. It's basically the day is ended. Mm-hmm. Darkness is here. And and the praise that we've, you know, sort of been giving all day mm-hmm. now helps us, you know, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, I, I, I'm brought right to Genesis, Kelly. Right, right. When the day is ended, it is by the behest of God that darkness falls. Right. I mean, this first verse, Carrie, just reminds us right from the book of Genesis that God created the light. God created the night. Mm-hmm. It was at his words that all of these things came into being. Yeah. Well, Genesis 1, verses 3 to 5. What does the Bible <laughs> say? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, Mm -hmm. and there was morning the first day. Yeah, it's just reminding us Mm -hmm. that these things are because of God, the creator. And then, to thee, our morning hymns ascend. You know, we are singing praise to God. Mm -hmm. And at night, it, it... Thy praise hallows our rest, allows us to rest, sanctifies our rest. Now, in stanza two, we we read that the church does not rest. Mm. We thank thee that thy church unsleeping, and I think this is so poetic, while earth rolls onward into light. Mm-hmm. So the earth is rotating, the earth is mm-hmm. moving, there's light and darkness, everything is constantly moving and switching. And the church is watching through all the world. The church is keeping and does not rest mm-hmm. day or night. The work of the church is never finished. The work of the church it never stops. Yeah. I mean, First Timothy 3.15, if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the faith. Mm. We are the church, and we're going to keep working until he comes. Mm-hmm. And we even see this in Revelation, mm-hmm. in the in the view of heaven, in the view of what church will be, the living creatures who surround the throne of God. It says that they rest not day or night, that they are always around the throne of God praising. Mm-hmm. All right, in verse 3. I love verse 3. Okay. It teaches that... You know, it tells us that prayer can always be heard. Mm. Or each continent and island, the dawn leads on another day. The voice of prayer is never never silent. silent. And it sounds like that really influenced Matt when he was living in Japan and he was going to bed. He knew that his family members in England were just waking up. The, The prayer and the praise never ends. And that's just... I mean, that could just be pray without ceasing from mm-hmm. First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, verse four. This is so interesting. 
verse four actually talks about how at evening, even though people are experiencing evening mm-hmm. in other places, they mm-hmm. are waking to praise. Mm-hmm. The sun that bids us rest right. is waking. Our brethren, our brothers, beneath the western sky, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And hour by hour, people are waking up. And what are they doing? They are praising. They are making thy wondrous doings heard on high. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then it is almost like a, a missionary hymn because we are telling, yep. you know, and there's that awesome word wondrous. Mm-hmm. We are telling about God's wondrous doings. And then in the last verse, stanza five, it just reminds us that God is still on his throne in mm-hmm. control, mm-hmm. that we are, you know, in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Lord, thy throne shall never, like earth's proud empires, pass away. Right. What does the Bible say? <laughs> and I mean, we see this a lot, especially in the Psalms, that, and even Jesus says, you know, the grass is here today and gone right. tomorrow. Right. I mean, obviously, things, you know, in this wor- earth, in our lifetime, things will come and go, but God never will. And so we look at Daniel 2 44. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. That's the kingdom that we are joining, Mm -hmm. the one that will never end. I mean, those are powerful words, and they have a nice, like, kind of story that they tell. Right. A nice flow from beginning to end. You know, these words, they do tell an awesome story, Carrie, but I actually think they could go to a whole different set of notes, a different melody. Yeah, sure. It could be like loud and joyful and triumphant. I feel that. But instead, it has this quiet music, which makes it even song. Okay, so this song was created for missionary meetings. Okay. So this is a missionary hymn. The words are by John Allerton. Hmm. Now, he was writing this for a missionary festival. So I think this is so interesting. You know, Hmm. we have hymn writers who write for any number of reasons. Mm -hmm. He knows that there's a festival coming up, and he wants an original hymn. Mm -hmm. And he sort of just, like, jumped on this idea that there was a worldwide church. And he celebrates the fact that God's name is praised day long all around the world. But what you have to also notice is that this was during Queen Victoria's reign and the British Empire was huge. I mean, Queen Victoria reigned for 64 years, Kelly. And at that point, the British Empire was at its largest and most powerful. Her empire included India, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa. It covered one-fifth of the globe. Wow. So the British Empire was bigger than it had ever been. Mm -hmm. And I think this is also interesting because, of course, her empire eventually crumbled. Right. But what does John Allerton say? God's God's kingdom kingdom won't ever crumble. Right. Yes. And I guess one of the things that they would say is that at the time of her reign, Mm -hmm. Britain had a worldwide empire on which the sun never set. Right. So there were people who were in Queen Victoria's kingdom all over the world. And so the sun never never set on her kingdom. And Robert Ellerton like took that and applied it to God, Mm -hmm. which... You know, you might even think there's a little hymn controversy there. (laughs) I mean, because how much are we honoring and adoring the queen of the British Empire? I mean, there's only one king. There's only one ruler of all. So it's almost like, are we singing about her kingdom or Mm -hmm. God's kingdom? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, I do think Ellerton makes it very clear. Right, right, right. And that's actually what Matt said, Cal. Right. I know. It's there. It's really all connected, isn't it? Right. Well, Matt obviously knows the historical significance of the hymn. Um, but, you know, the British Empire had made the Church of England global. Right. So there was an Id- there's this idea that, you know, an English congregation was singing the hymn. Right. And then you could imagine that the same Christians were in India or Jamaica and mm-hmm. they were doing the same mm-hmm. singing and maybe there was a picture of Queen Victoria right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So he said the same thing. And he's saying that I'm he's writing a hymn that is, you know, exciting missionaries. It's saying missionaries go out and 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 spread the gospel mm-hmm. to even more places so that more people can be praising at all mm-hmm. hours of the day. Yeah. This I think may be a fun fact. 
The hymn was selected to be sung as part of the celebrations for the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria in 1897. Wow. So you have to imagine that when Ellerton wrote it, it was a hit. Yes. People loved it. People loved it. And Queen Victoria loved it. And I actually think what we call controversial now, I think was probably something that they really celebrated then. Of course. Oh, this is Queen Victoria's Empire under God. Sung all over the world. Yep. Praise God. Honoring Queen Victoria. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. All right, let's talk about this guy, John Ellerton. John Ellerton was born on December 26th, 1826 in Clerkenwell, London. Oh, he's the day after Christmas. Yeah. Is it called Boxing Boxing Day? Day. (laughs) (laughs) He was a hymnologist, a hymn writer, a hymn translator. Mm. He went to King Williams College on the Isle of Man. He went to Trinity College in Cambridge, and he was ordained in the Church of England. Now, he served in six parishes in his lifetime. He really kind of was all over. Wow. But the most time he spent was at Crew Green, the Church of St. Michael and All Angels. Oh, so it's St. Michael first, but all the other angels angels. too. Yeah, any any ones that you can think of. Mm -hmm. So he was there for 12 years. The church was built in 1857. So he got there in 1860, Cal. He he, brand new church. Yep, yep. Now, part of his job there in this area called Crew Green. Mm-hmm. He was the chaplain to Lord Crew. Ooh. His name. Right. So Lord Crew is this important person, mm-hmm. you know, has this royal lineage in in his family. And there's this mansion right. that's in Crew Green and it was called Crew Hall. And they needed chaplain for all those people. Of course. Now the mansion, the site of this mansion, mm-hmm. Crew Hall, dates back to eleven seventy. Wow. And the Crew family took it over in 1608. Now, the Crew family did end up leaving in 1922. There would have been 100 servants in the hall. It had 190 rooms. Wow. 20 gardeners. And on the land, there was this home farm. And there were approximately 50 farms and 200 cottages. And, I mean, he could have his own church services right there on the grounds. Because there's plenty of people to attend. Now, the estate... Changed hands many times. I mean, you always wonder what happens to these huge houses, these huge mansions. So it sold and changed hands. I think this is kind of a fun fact. The War Department used it uh, and Australian, Canadian and American troops were housed in the hall at various times between 1936 and 1945. It was also used as a prisoner of war camp for over 2000 high ranking German officers. Wow. I mean, this place has such historical significance. Right, right. Now, can we go, Gary? Do you think we can visit? Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. Yes, Kelly. I would love to go to Crew Green and see Crew Hall. Okay. We'll share some pictures on our social yeah, media. Yeah. But Kelly, the website says that you can slip into another error as you drink in the opulent interiors and lush uh-huh. landscaped gardens of stately 17th century Crew Hall. Nice. Spend the night in period-style bedrooms with fabulous four-poster beds, ornate ceilings, and rich furnishings. Now, I looked at some of the things they offer. Okay. They have a package for a girl's night in. Ooh, let's do that. Yep. For 145 pounds, Cal. All right. We could get a one-night stay, one spa treatment. Oh, Dinner, breakfast, light lunch, two cocktails, plus the use of facilities, the gym pool, jacuzzi, tennis courts. That's a good deal. I mean, don't you think that's I a think great deal? I think we should go. I mean, I say we go. This is your <laughs> so I looked on the map. Crew Green is about two hours, three hours from where Matt lives. So oh. Matt currently lives in a place called Stevenage. Stevenage? Stevenage. He, I wonder if he knows about Crew Hall. Well, he could drive he for could. two hours and 45 minutes to yep, get there and experience the girls' night in. I'm sure they have other <laughs> option packages they do, for They him. do. Um, so John Allerton wrote about 50 hymns, mm-hmm. not like hugely prolific. No. He also translated about 10 hymns from Latin to English. He has many, many publications. Okay. He just compiled hymnals. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Hymns for school and Bible classes from 1859. Children's hymn book from 1881. Okay, how about this one? A form for missionary meetings 1870 you have to believe this was in there or this was when hymns for special services and festivals from 1867 that's good that's right so john ellerton writes the words and 
I don't know. I think this is kind of cool. We do have an alternate tune. Wow. So you just heard Chris Brunel sing it. Right. You just heard Richard Irwin play, play it on the it. organ. Mm-hmm. Should we show another tune? Sure. Okay, this I think is really cool. Do you know who Samuel Sebastian Wesley is? Is he is he related to a Wesley? He has to be. Mm-hmm. Kelly, he is Charles Wesley's grandson. Oh, wow. Charles Wesley, your grandson is right in him. I know. And his name is Samuel. He named him after his dad. Wow. Well, actually, he didn't, but whatever. All right. So this is Ellerton's words, the day thou gave us, Lord, has ended with Samuel Sebastian Wesley's tune. The day thou gavest, Lord, is ended. The darkness falls at thy behest. To thee our morning hymns ascended. Thy praise shall hallow now our rest. That doesn't sound as like sleepy. I know. And ready for bed. I mean, but it's pretty. I like it. Samuel Sebastian Wesley, he kind of pepped it up a yep, little bit. He's taken after his granddad. I like it. <laughs> All right, but now we want to look at the tune right. that we've been singing. Right. And of course, that Matt knows and sings. Right. Yeah. So we call this tune Saint Clement. Okay. It was written by a hymn writer named Clement C. Schofield. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's right, Cal? Schofield? <laughs> now, interesting, if you look at the name of the tune, mm-hmm. it's called St. Clement. Clement. Now, he, of course, is his first name is Clement. Right. Now, so you might just think it's named after him. Is there a St. Clement? Well, I found that there is a Clement the first. He was a po- the Pope, mm-hmm. and he was a bishop of Rome in the late first century. He died in 99 A.D., Okay. So he died like 60 years after Jesus' death. Right. Amazing. Okay. So did Clement Schofield, the hymn writer, name the tune after this pope from 90 AD? Right. Well, here's the thing. The first time the hymn was published was in a hymnal called Church Hymns with Tunes, compiled and edited by... Sir Arthur Sullivan. The half of the famous operetta writing duo, Gilbert Gilbert and Sullivan. Sullivan. All right, so Arthur Sullivan is this huge composer. I mean, he's written a ton, not Mm -hmm. just the operettas. So some scholars believe that Sullivan significantly altered or edited and shaped this tune because it is actually, when you examine it, it's more characteristic of Sullivan's musical style than of Schofield's. And now that you know that about Sir Arthur yeah. Sullivan, don't you hear it? Yeah, I definitely hear a little yeah. bit of Gilbert and Sullivan in that. So some people believed that it was Sullivan who named it St. Clement, publishing it in his book, and it was almost like giving his friend a little compliment. Like, right. you wrote it, but I... But I made know. it better. I made I ma- it better. I made it better. Right. <laughs> so there's actually a quote. Ooh, this is a direct quote. <laughs> Attention, please. Okay, so Mervyn Holder... A hymn tune composer wrote in an article in the Hymn Society Bulletin in 1994 that, quote, Sullivan almost certainly had a larger hand in St. Clement, the tune, than has been or can ever definitely be credited to him. And he goes on to explain why this music is more Sullivan style. Mm -hmm. But we're going to go with Schofield. Right. Clement C. Schofield is credited for the tune. Maybe his good friend, Sir Arthur Sullivan, helped him out. Hey, if Sir Arthur Sullivan was my good friend, I would expect him to help me out too. Yeah, tell me what you think of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's learn about Clement C. Clement C. Schofield was born on June 22nd, 1839 in West Midlands, UK. All right, he was educated at St. John's College, Cambridge. He was ordained in the Church of England in 1867. Kelly, these are two hymns in a row. Last week, Lee right. Kindly Light, right. and this week. Highly steeped in the Church of England. Right. Highly traditional. Um, and we haven't really had that. No. Yeah. No. Now, he just like... Ellerton mm-hmm. served at several different parishes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but 
his big thing, I guess, was that he was a chaplain at Eaton College. Right. So, Kelly, when I read about Eaton College, I sort of felt like I had I, heard of it. Right. It's it was very familiar. Is it familiar to you? Yes. Yeah. So it's, according to its website, the most prestigious boys' school in the world. In the world. Yeah. Okay. Its teaching facilities and breadth of extracurricular activities are unparalleled in the public school world. And, of course... I we had to Google Map it. We had <laughs> to, to see if it's Google near Matt. <laughs> yeah, so Matt is a couple of hours away from Eaton College. Okay. And I mean, this is kind of a fun fact for me. But this prolific boarding school is in Windsor, right across the bridge from Windsor Castle. And when I lived in England, when I went to school, my school was right near Windsor Castle. So Royal Holloway is about 20 minutes from Eton College. Do you remember visiting it or anything? No, I mean, Nothing. I remember, I mean, I went to Windsor Castle quite a bit because right. it was closed. Yeah. I don't remember Eton. It was founded in 1421, Kelly, by King Henry VI. Wow. Okay. So Kelly, some famous alumni. Do you know? I mean, I think I think Princess Diana's boys, William and Harry, went there. <laughs> yeah, they? so Prince I William... I feel like I remember that from The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> so Prince William and Prince Harry went to Eton College. Mm -hmm. Now, when Prince... And I remember yeah. it was, like, controversial, you know, because Prince Charles didn't go there, King Charles. Right. right. He didn't go there. Diana wanted her boys to go there. Princess Diana's brother and father right. had gone right. there. So, she, yeah, she wanted it. Now, Prince William enrolled in... In 1995, okay. he was the first senior royal to ever enroll in the school. Wow. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth was never a student at Eton, of course, but she did lessons at Eton in constitutional history. Nice. Okay, so Cal, we have a little quiz. Oh, I love our quizzes. Who went to Eton College? Okay. All right, who went to Eton College, Kelly? So, so I just have to guess. You have to tell me if they are an alumnus or not. Okay. Okay. How about the wonderfully talented actor, Eddie Redmayne? No. Do you remember him from Les Mis? I do. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm just trying to answer fast, not think about it too much. Oh, I was wrong. Eddie Redmayne went to Eton College, and actually they say he I mean, played he, rugby with, oh, yeah, with the boys. One of them. I don't know. Yeah. All right. How about the British actor, Colin Farrell? No. Nope. He did not. I made that up. Okay. Okay. What about the author, George Orwell? No. George he did? Orwell went there. Wow. Yeah. All right. What about that. another famous author, C.S. Lewis? Yes. He went there. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I have a 50 50 chance. What about the James Bond author, Ian Fleming? Yes. He went there. Yes. <laughs> he did. All right. What about the house actor, Hugh Laurie? No, he did not go there. Although he's so random. Why he's would so you ever random. pick him? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, and what about Anthony Hopkins? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. He was meant to trick you up. All right, yeah, but I mean, a lot of famous people yeah. went to Eton College. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, famous and probably rich. I mean, the Prince of England. Well, yeah. Besides him, okay. the most prestigious boys' school. I know. Well, that's self-proclaimed. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, Kelly, this is such a special hymn, I think, for churches in England. I mm -hmm. mean, Matt loves it. Right. Just recently, it was used in the state funeral of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II on Monday, September 19th, 2022, oh. in Westminster Abbey. Wow. I mean, Kelly... After Queen Elizabeth had passed, we looked up hymns. Right. We wanted to do something that would be really timely. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we usually have our episodes recorded well in advance, but right. we wanted to do something. We changed our plan. We changed just our that plan. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up doing Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, episode 66. And we wanted to, you know, do that just for Queen Elizabeth. So. When we looked at all the hymns, Kelly, that were used at her funeral and at her different celebrations throughout the years, we could have come across I know, this we one, could have. But, but we didn't. And we probably passed it right over. We didn't recognize the, the name. I know, I know. And the name is kind of wordy and weird. Right. So if we did it, see We it, still can't remember it. What is the name of it? The, I remember it. When she says we can't remember it, <laughs> she is talking about herself. The day that has ended that <laughs> the God the gave, gave us. <laughs> Oh, awful. <laughs> the, the day that the day has ended, Lord. <laughs> God gave us the day that ended. <laughs> it's 
stop it. I'm just putting a stop to this right now. What is it? The Day, the day thou, thou Gavest, Lord Has Ended. It's a horrible title. Kelly. <laughs> All right. So I was looking for the hymn online. Mm-hmm. And of course, I found Chris Brunel and right. Richard Irwin. But I also came across a soprano from England, an operatic soprano named mm-hmm. Alexandra Stevenson. Now, she was asked to film, uh, you know, and record these hymns for Classic FM. And it was just around the time of the late Queen's death. And so she recorded the hymn and I found it on YouTube and I reached out and asked her if we could share it. And I love it because she is this classically trained opera singer with pipe organ accompaniment. Love it. Completely different from the performance by Chris Brunel. Right. And so I thought we could end with her performance. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been so much music here. Mm -hmm. I know there has been. So Alexandra Stevenson, we're going to put all her contact information on our show notes. She actually wrote me back and she said that she is a vicar's wife and her late father was a bishop in the Church of England. And then when she goes back and looks at her family tree, she says there's about 17 priests in her family. I don't know if people listen to the episodes, you know, back to back the way we record them. But this reminds me so much of our of episode 77, the vicars, the bishops, the priests. I mean, it's very similar. You know, and when we plan our episodes, we do try to mix things up and give a variety so you're not hearing, you know, the same type of of hymns Well, they're still very different. But they are very different. And both of the men who requested, Ronnie from Lead (laughs) Kindly Light and Matt from this one, they've waited a long time. They've waited. So we're really happy to to get them in. All right. So so that probably means we've done two hymns in a row that we don't know. That means our next one is going to be one that people know, right? (laughs) Is that the deal? Uh, Probably, yeah. I'm not going to make any promises. We won't give you any hymn clues now, but that could be a little hint. All right. So we are so grateful that Alexandra Mm -hmm. has given us permission to use her recording. Please enjoy. Sing Mm -hmm. along if you can. Mm -hmm. The day thou gavest, the Lord has ended. Just be quiet. Let me do it. The day thou gavest, Lord has ended.
Yes. So that was definitely a new rendition of it, you know, from, from Chris's. Yeah. And it's nice to hear both. I mean, she's really talented. She's beautiful. And I bet you she is a fan of Gilbert and Sullivan. I know, I do. <laughs> well, we're f- I'm following her on Instagram now, okay. so we, and can we can share more, information. Hear more from her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kelly, how about him takes? I wonder if we have the same one. We had the same one last we time. We say this we, all the time. We, we can't know. have the same okay, one. Okay, well, I already have mine. I'm going first, so if you have the same one, <laughs> you're going to have to change it. <laughs> the hymn take. The part of the hymn that you're going to remember. The part of the hymn that stays with you. What is it? I am choosing verse two. Mm-hmm. We thank thee that thy church unsleeping. I, I think it's such a good reminder that the church's work is never done. Mm-hmm. And who is the church? That's us. We are the ones who are supposed to be spreading the gospel. We are the ones who are supposed to be loving our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And we never, ever stop. And the world is watching. Like I, The world is noticing us. So we have to be doing the right thing. And it is the church that is unsleeping and serving God. Yeah. Not not resting day or night. I mean, you can rest. No resting. <laughs> no, we can rest, but the church, church doesn't, doesn't rest. rest. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am picking out verse three. Okay. I mean, I feel like I already said it, but mm-hmm. I love when it says the voice of prayer is never silent, right. nor dies the strain of mm-hmm. praise away. So the voices of prayer and praise are never silent. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in the world, yeah, there are people praying and praising God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So thank you, Matt, for bringing this to our attention. Yeah, I mean, another new one for Carrie and me, and hopefully for all of you. But we're definitely going to be asking on social media, who knows this? Yeah. I'm, what church I'm really in curious. America is still singing mm-hmm. this? Is there one, or is it really a European thing? Or is it just an English thing? Yeah, it could be just in the Church of England. Right, right. And there could be Episcopal churches here that do it. They might be. Yeah. So I want to know. Yeah. So thank you again, Matt, for bringing this to Mm -hmm. us. So Matt lives in a town called Stevenage, which is in Herefordshire. Um, Really, Cal, if we ever go to England, we should be visiting him. We're definitely looking you up to Matt. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And then we're going to tour Windsor Castle. Yes. And then visit Eaton College. And then... And then we'll have our wonderful girls' night in. A spa day (laughs) at Crew Hall. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for being so faithful to our podcast. We love having our faithful listeners, you know, who love hymns. Yeah. And who love podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody. If you are interested in purchasing Sneha's hymn cards, Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure that you have her website. It's Mm -hmm. on our show notes. And of course, check out hymntalktwintalk.com. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Keep singing.